You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast and show, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and over 400 barn finds on display. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Houghton. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ethan. Uh, June 25th, we're recording this show. So. 2022. 20, of 2022. Right. Yeah. We better say all that. Right. Cause, we, cause you know, in year 500. <laughs> <laughs> and you better start, you better change the intro because it's more than 600 cars in inventory. Now. It, well, I'm going to have to change it every week, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. What a week. Yeah. We've had, uh, we've consigned over 105 <laughs> cars this month so far. Wow. And, uh, that is just, unbelievable. They that just, is really yeah, unbelievable. I know. It just, you it pinch just yourself keep, every yeah, morning. I do. I do. I, or my, or my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 105 cars this month. The sales are equally as impressive. Not quite as strong. It's always a, it's funny. You think June and July would be your busiest months. And it's usually like January and February are our busiest months sales wise. Mm, right. Consignment wise, it's our always the, the better weather because weather dictates consignments. Mm. Because if it, the weather's not nice out, then somebody's not going to necessarily bring their car. Thank you, Ethan. And uh, if... And if um, if the weather's not nice outside, the guy in Phoenix, Arizona, who's buying something from us really doesn't care. Right. Doesn't right. matter to him. So, uh, but anyway, welcome to our 42nd show. Oh, yeah, we're almost a year, 10 shows away from a year's worth of work. Body, my body of work. <laughs> legacy. <laughs> oh, yeah. My only legacy that I'll have. Oh, no. And now this and this place as well. Too. Yeah. But anyway, um, if you'd like to know more about Classic Automall, go to our website, classicautomall.com or or uh, Instagram, or Facebook, or TikTok, or YouTube. That's right. And if you go to our website, you can sign up for a newsletter, which I send once a month. I don't harass you. And it's kind of entertaining and fun. It's got a, usually a quote or a joke of the month and a picture of the month. That's usually. Did you see the last one? No, I did. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'm busy editing. <laughs> I'm not going to quiz you on it then. But, uh, but anyway. Uh, There's always a good comic in there or, or yeah, a, and a joke. I usually put a joke and then I put a comedic photo. Right. And the comedic photo this month was the guy said, that's not oil leaking. That's just the engine sweating. Good one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's right. So we have fun with it. And then we, you know, alert you to new inventory and things that are going on and who our podcast guests are and all that. Yep. We had Brent Finnamore last week with, uh, Shelby and, uh, uh, that was, uh, you know, fascinating story. Of course, I heard equally as fascinating stories last night at the Simeon Museum. Uh, Chuck Cantwell was there, the father of the GT350, and Peter Brock, the designer of the Cobra Daytona. That's incredible. You were in the presence of not only the Daytona <laughs> Cobra, but yeah, the yeah. man who designed it. The man who designed it, that's, you know. That is wild. And, and a design that everybody originally said, that's not going to work. They were used to long swoopy tails in right. the back. And he, he read an article from a German designer 30 years prior to that in the thirties that said it needed to be a flat roof and a chopped off rear. And everybody said, that'll never work. Mm-hmm. And then they went out and ran and ran 180 miles an hour, which was faster than the Ferraris in 64 or five. And Shelby said, 
Yeah, that'll work. And then he adopted it as his idea because <laughs> he said, you know. But, Ironically, it went 180 miles an hour. It's also 180 degrees inside the cabin, <laughs> yeah. apparently. It's one flaw. Design. Yeah, only one flaw in the design. And Peter Brock said last night, he was talking about it. He said that um, what he didn't get to do is he didn't get to, to tweak it and fine tune it like he wanted. So at the end of the day, he built it and within like 90 days they were racing it, and they went to Le Mans and, you know, Daytona. I mean, the car just dominated mm-hmm. and it was their whole goal was to beat Ferrari. I mean, that was the whole goal and what they were doing. And so, and they did. And, um, but to go, you know, he said 180 was just the starting point. I mean, that the first day they took it out, it ran 180 <laughs> before they even adjusted it. They had the gearing wrong right. and all this other stuff. So, uh, fascinating stories. And then, uh, Chuck Cantwell, <laughs> you know, the father of the GT350, uh, who, uh, you know, arguably is, you know, equally as impressive, uh, uh, with the things that go on in the, in the car world as, as Peter Brock or Roy Schoberg was there. Father Viper, they call him. Uh, he was the guy who oversaw the Viper project and, uh, and then the, uh, creation of the Viper GTS. Which I love the GTS Viper. I do I think too. That's really a. We good have a nice Viper in stock here. Yeah, we by the do. Way. Didn't we just get one? Twenty thirteen. Oh, is yeah. it on your list? Yeah, the twenty thirteen. I, I don't think it is actually. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so, but anyway, um, we um, um, we had a great evening last night at the Simeon. It's for Cool Cars for Kids and the Philadelphia Concours, which is running today, Saturday. So if you're hearing this, you're too late. You've missed it. <laughs> uh, but uh, but a great turnout and uh, Coach Dick Ramil. Uh, was there mm-hmm. and he's always gracious with his time and has agreed to be on our podcast. So how cool is that? He's coming to our studio. Very too. cool. So we better get that green room finished and uh, <laughs> make sure dress we, it up. Yeah. And we've got Being some green. beverages and, yeah. uh, and he's got a winery too. And he provided the wine for the uh, oh, wow. Concord last night. Yeah. Vermeil winery. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, pretty cool. You know, he's living the dream, won the Super Bowl, going to be inducted into the pro football hall of fame in august and he got really emotional talking about Did that he? yeah he said uh yeah you know he said that uh, he said i was just a hood ornament and mm-hmm. this i love this and i even recorded it on my phone mm-hmm. he said i was just a hood ornament the, all the other guys equally deserve this and i was just kind of the mascot all the guys that were on the team and you know played their heart and soul out i mean they deserve it as much or more than I, than i do and really emotional about it and really a great guy and you know just uh, fun to hear him talking and telling stories about the Eagles and football and coaching and all that in general. And then of course, you know, I mean, the who's who you got Cantwell, Chuck Cantwell, you got Vermeil, you got Roy Schoberg, you got, uh, all the Brock. I mean, good Lord, Peter Brock. And, and, you know, the Cobra Daytona, we were, you and I were talking earlier, Steve. I mean, that's arguably a seventy million dollar car, <laughs> and the one it that, looks like it rolled off a truck. <laughs> it rolled behind a truck, right? Right. Uh, uh, barrel rolled. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> fell off a truck. <laughs> fell off a truck is more apt. Um, you know, and and it's amazing. I mean, the the Simeon Cobra Daytona is in as raced. I, I say it's in as raced condition. I I don't know that to be mm-hmm. true, mm-hmm. but it's in. Used condition, very used. Un- unrestored. Unrestored, rock chips, scratches, you know, of course, not dirt because Dr. Simeone used to say that, you know, patina is a nice worn leather surface or a nice worn body. Dirt is not patina. <laughs> dirt is just dirt. 
So uh, that was the thing that, that, you know, Dr. Simeon always preached. And of course, you know, we just lost him a couple of weeks ago, which mm-hmm. we talked about on the show last week yep. and uh, what a legacy he left. And, uh, you know, awesome that they will continue uh, the Simeon Foundation Museum. If you've never been there again, I'm going to keep harping on this. It's on your bucket, put it on your bucket list. Yeah. If you've got a business trip that keeps you near the Philadelphia airport, Absolutely. take a short ride over to the museum. Yeah. It's not, far. you can Uber over. Yeah. I saw an Uber building, like a building that had Uber a sign on it when we were down there. Maybe it was corporate quick, office. Or something? I don't know. It seemed small for a corporate mm. office. It seemed like a rogue Uber. <laughs> Maybe it was U-B-A-R right, instead right. of E-R, you know, but, uh, but you know, so, you know, what a, I mean, sorry, I'm probably rambling on All here, but uh, yeah, but last night was really, really special. And, and, you know, to be around uh, the guys that are legendary, uh, you know, they may not be famous to everybody in the world, but to somebody like me, who's a car guy, who's you know, grown up in this hobby, been around this hobby, love this hobby, make a living out of this hobby, mm-hmm. you know, to, to hang with guys like that is just really awesome. The dream, you know? man. Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, if you get a chance to, to visit with any of those guys, uh, you'll find out that they're all just genuine down to earth people who, uh, you know, had a good gig. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Peter Brock was basically Shelby's first employee wow. in 1961. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right after Shelby had won Le Mans with, with uh, Aston Martin and then came back and wanted to create a, a Ferrari, Aston Martin, whatever killer. And he certainly did. And, um, and of course, uh, you know, Chuck Cantwell, who's kind of the father of the GT 350 ended up uh, going to work as a team manager for Penske for the Trans Am cars and general manager for the race shop. And then he later joined Mark Donahue in the 917 uh, Porsche and then uh, retired in 2002. And then I think he just goes around to events and <laughs> talks about cars. That's awesome. That's not a bad gig, right? Nope. But, uh, but anyway, a wonderful uh, thing last night. And uh, thanks to everybody who put it on the cool cars for kids and Mike Tilson, who was on our show a couple of weeks ago, who puts on this, this amazing concour and also the founder of the Radnor Hunt concour, which is coming up and, uh, and we're a sponsor. We were a sponsor last night and we we're a sponsor of the Radnor Hunt as well, too. So, uh, we're going to hobnob with all the, <laughs> <laughs> all the big wigs. So, uh, we got some great inventory in this week. Um, we've got, uh, some great cars coming in for, gosh, the last, month. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. they keep coming. The hits just keep on coming. So we got a beautiful 41 Ford. Did you see this 41 Ford Deluxe? It's a hot rod custom kind of a scrape like thing. That's kind of a little bit lowered. Uh, it's black over black and red. The paint is Peter likes to say is miles deep. Okay. It's French chopped and smooth. It sounds like the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a dessert. No, it sounds like the, the hash browns at Waffle House <laughs> scattered, covered, smothered, chunked and whatever else. They have. There's like 40 different okay. iterations of hash browns. Um, it's uh, got a 357 uh, board out a little bit, obviously, V8, tri-power, uh, air ride suspension, vintage air. Um, and you know what's funny? In 1940, uh, one year prior to this car, was the last new car introduction that Henry Ford appeared at because mm. I guess his health mm. was failing and okay. he was getting to that age. So, um, But, uh, you know, it didn't didn't change a lot from 40 and 41. And then, of course, you had the war from 42, 43, and 40, or 43, 4, and 5. I can't remember those dates. 43, 4, and 5, I believe it was. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and Pod- then podcast at classic auto mall. Doctor. There you go. History oh, buff. yeah. And we had a winner, by the way, okay. from our, uh, uh, don't our, go there yet. Our, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. I just want to tell everybody everything. So, I know. um, and, uh, so we, we, that 41 Ford amazing car, customed, 
everything that you can imagine being done to it. And it's real, it, no flames, no, you nice. know, just nicely done, very mm-hmm. tastefully done. And then we got a 2006 Hummer H1 Alpha, yeah. Alpha male. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's civilian gloss black over black. So I, <laughs> the it, names. you want to make a presence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's got 10,000 original Good. miles. Uh, it's got the hardened aluminum exterior. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Hardened aluminum. Is it bulletproof? I, it it's probably is. I don't know. It's probably, but I don't think we're supposed to speak about it. Right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a secret. We're not supposed to tell anybody about it. It's anything. a monster truck. It is so it's big a, and wide. It takes up one of our showrooms. Yeah. Yeah, the Hummer, singular, not plural, not the Hummer's showroom, yeah, the Hummer just room. the Hummer room for one Hummer uh, that fits. And those things, it's funny, when you sit in a Hummer, the seat is very narrow mm-hmm. and confined. And then the yeah. the, the, the center console is like, I love you can that. see the curvature of the earth almost. Yeah, it it's so wide. You can have a picnic on the- You could have a picnic. And your laptop, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're pulled over on the side of the road and not <laughs> driving and, you know, being irresponsible behind the wheel. But, uh, but anyway- uh, um, amazing, amazing. 6.6 liter Duramax diesel, you know, beast of a motor, uh, aluminum wheels. And, you know, <laughs> it was funny. The reason the popularity of the Hummers was because of Desert Storm. You know, people right. saw those and mm-hmm. then were said, well, I want one of those. That yeah, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger got yeah, one. Yeah, that didn't hurt. And Sylvester <laughs> Stallone got one. Yeah. Yeah. All the cool kids. All the cool kids <laughs> had one. So, but. But yeah, it was, um, it was funny because once they were, they started showing, I think it was, you know, Desert Storm was the first war we'd really seen televised, mm-hmm. uh, except for, you know, prior, since Vietnam. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got these vehicles that nobody had ever seen or heard about. And they're like, wow. And they're in that, you know, tan, yeah, whatever right. color. Uh, desert, desert, desert khaki. tan, desert khaki. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody wanted one. And so when we return, gosh, I didn't get to anything as usual. Uh, my buddy Al Liebman is going to be on with us, who's joining us from probably somewhere down in the south where it's nice and warm. Uh, Al is with, uh, racingjunk.com. If you've never been on that site, it's amazing amount of race cars and race stuff and trailers. And then, uh, oldride.com, hot rod hotline, um, and collector car nation. Uh, and so he, uh, he's out, his, his job is to go out and just visit at people at classic car facilities and shops and restoration shops and, you know, just have fun all day. You know, the kind of the job that I'd like to have if <laughs> I could ever get out from behind my desk. <laughs> so anyway, when I return, when we return, excuse me, uh, we'll be joined by my guest, Al Liebman, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. See you then. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, where we're joined uh, by my buddy Al Liebman today, who is in Polly's Island, South Carolina, one of my favorite parts of the world, on the golf course with his, uh, what would that be behind you, Al? Uh, it's an original 32 five window <laughs> with a small block Chevy in it. But of course it is. Al, uh, as I said earlier, works for Internet Brands, which has no meaning to anybody unless you know what Internet Brands owns. And Internet Brands owns RacingJunk.com and OldRide.com and Hot Rod Hotline, some of the greatest sites that are out there uh, and that get huge traffic. So you've been on a little tour visiting some of your clients. Like, Where'd you go this uh, past week? Yeah, this past week I left on Wednesday. And I visited uh, one of my clients, Land Speed Racing. He's in Hilton Head. Right. Um, found a couple local shops in the Hilton Head, Savannah area. Uh, I like to go to restoration shops, talk about Hot Rod Hotline, Racing Junk, Old Rides. Right. We have a we have a fit for these guys because they don't have parts to sell, but they have a service to sell. Right. I'm here to help them sell their service. Uh, then I made a trip to Douglas, Georgia, which probably doesn't ring a bell to you. Uh, uh-huh. Douglas, Georgia is the trailer capital of Georgia. <laughs> uh, it's kind of in like the middle of the state. Um, I remember driving through some army base for about 50 miles. And the only signs I saw were tank crossings. Uh, <laughs> Not deer crossing, tank crossing. No, tank crossings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to see one of our large dealers uh, called Renown Trailers. Uh, they're a very large Spartan and rock solid dealer in uh, Douglas, Georgia. Right. Uh, had dinner with those guys and then uh, got up in the morning and I headed toward uh, – uh, uh, back toward uh, Savannah, and then I right. ended up heading uh, back to Jacksonville. Found a couple shops in Jacksonville, and got up yesterday morning and drove five and a half hours to come home. Now, did you do this in a regular car or in your your your? Uh, no, a regular car. Rent a car. Gotcha. Gotcha. How's but, the- I, but I but I do take my high rod. If I have to drive uh, to some of my you know dealers and accounts, uh, you know within a hundred miles, I'll take my high rod out. I get sure, good. Sure. I get. I get good mileage, and they pay me good mileage on that. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. Absolutely, nice to get paid to drive a hot rod. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. So no, the, not at all. So the trailer guys' business has to be good because I've been trying to buy a 28 foot trailer, and it's been almost impossible. Well, then we need to talk after this call because yes, <laughs> okay. uh, he has he has over 400 all types of trailers in stock. Nice, nice. And we, we use a 28 footer for a show trailer. We just go out. Yep. You've seen our rig that we have with our yep. excursion and we just bought a new, uh, uh, dually Chevy and we wanted to get a, a trailer and aluminum trailers are very difficult to find because aluminum's hard to get right now, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance to visit rock solid, uh, where they produce, I think 60 trailers a day. They got 200 people there. <laughs> Wow. Um, if you go to my Facebook page and also on uh, Racing Junk and Hot Rod Holland this week, I'm going to have a shop tour. Uh, I kind of went from one building to the, each other building to take some pictures. And it's amazing. And I went to see a lot with 400 trailers. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And 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 not many places you're seeing that, but uh, certainly there. Of course, the other capital of trailer world is uh, Indi- or in uh, Elkhart. Elkhart, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, was, yep. I was there for an auction with uh, RM a Last year or the year before last, maybe a couple of years ago. And, uh, that's an amazing area. There's trailers everywhere of all kinds, campers, RVs, hauling trailers, uh, toy boxes, everything. everything. It's just amazing. So, so how long have you been down in Polly's Island? When did you move down there? Um, uh, I made the move out of New Jersey about, oh, about a year and a half ago. Um, 
looking around, been coming out of Paulie's Island for a long time. A lot of car guys here. Everybody said uh, when you get down by Myrtle Beach and Paulie's Island is about 25 miles south of Myrtle Beach and between Charleston. So if you drive from Myrtle Beach and you go to Charleston, you drive through my my neighborhood. Right. Uh, right. All the car guys down here have been, a lot of them retired. And no, I'm not retired. Still working my, <laughs> my butt off. Uh, they all lived in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, upstate New York. So, uh, and they're all buying cars and they're all asking me where to go to cars. And, you know, I point them to your direction. A lot of guys go back to vacation. I know I've sent a few people up to your, sh- uh, your place to see you. And you've seen me, I think about a month ago when I made my trip. And definitely when I go to Dead Man's Curve, I'm definitely going to go to the museum in Philadelphia and come up to see you again. Absolutely. We love having you and uh, we always get our picture made and uh, so we can document that we've are gained a little weight or lost a little weight or got a little grayer <laughs> or less grayer. You know, it's funny how many of the guys that have moved uh, away from, you know, this part of the world because uh, let's face it, there's a lot of people in this part of the world and the congestion and traffic and all that and so mm-hmm. you know, you move down to Polly's Island, it's a it's a whole different pace of life. You know, and I, I used to, as a kid, we used to go to Polly's Island for, uh, uh, different holidays and we'd go a lot of times for Thanksgiving and, uh, sure. it would be kind of cool, but you'd be walking on the beach with a jacket on, but it'd be kind of cool. But I got to ask you the one question. If you live in Polly's Island, has you, have you ever visited Alice's grave? Yes. <laughs> so there's a grave. So there's a cemetery in Polly's Island that is, and it's Alice is buried there. And if you put a ring between the L and the I of her name and walk backwards around her, her grave, then her spirit will conjure up or something will happen. I don't know. And it, we were all kids when we used to do that and it scared the crap out of us because it'd be late at night. And my dad would, you know, I have a couple of scotches in him and ah, come on, we're going to go to Alice's grave. That's like, grave, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to go dad. So, but anyway, Anyway, uh, but Polly's Island, beautiful part of the world, and a lot of car guys down in that part of the world, and probably some good shows in Myrtle Beach area too, right? Yeah, we have we have a couple we have a couple uh, we have a lot of cruisings, and you know between Myrtle Beach Car Club and Roger who runs Hot Rod Promotions, there's always something to do during the week. Um, I got involved last year with Run to the Sun. Yeah. Uh, that's a very unique car show. Thirty two hundred cars at an empty mall parking lot in the middle of March. Um, phenomenal turnout. Uh, I'm working with, um, the new management group who's taking care of it, trying to get some sponsors, you know, besides the radio show that I do on Saturday and yeah. stuff like that. We'd like to, I'd like to talk to you about that because we're, the reason, one of the reasons we bought this newer dually is to expand our, our footprint sure. of events that we're doing. And so definitely would love to talk to you about that event, uh, as well too. Perfect. Uh, at some point. That's another, that's another thing I do on my, another job I have besides <laughs> everything else at Racing Junk. Right, exactly. So, so for those of you who don't know, let's go through each of these. Racingjunk.com. Tell us a, a brief synopsis about what that is. And, and okay, uh, sure. So I'm I'm going to give you the uh, the sixty thousand foot question, the story, okay. or whatever you want to say. Okay. So, Racing Junk was started about twenty one years ago by a few gentlemen up in upstate New York. To be honest, right on the border of New York, Vermont, and Massachusetts, North Adams. Racing Junk started as selling race car parts. Well, over the past 21 years, uh, Racing Junk was sold to Internet brands, who you mentioned before. Uh, Internet brands also bought uh, Hot Rod Hotline, All Rides, and Collector Carnation. Internet brands is unique. Internet brands also bought WebMD about 11 oh. years ago for $2.5 billion. <laughs> oh, wow. So if you guys go to a message chat board, LS Forum, Harley-Davidson Forum, BMW Forum, F-150 Forum, that is part of internet brands. They wow. own all of that. Wow. They own cars, they own cars direct. They own photo travel. 
Uh, they own a bunch of legal sites. So we're the classified section. They kind of leave us alone. We go out right. and you know, sell our stuff. So Rachel Jack has over 900,000 members, wow. which is the, we are the world's largest site for sure. selling everything from drag cars, muscle cars, street rods, hot rods, classic cars, trucks, trailers. Our, our biggest um, bang for the buck is people go to look for drag cars and trucks and trailers. Sure. Uh, we average anywhere between 18 to 25 million page views a month. Uh, when we have inventory and there's a lot of stuff to sell, good example, classic cars, muscle cars, 700,000 page views a month. Unbelievable. That's amazing, amazing uh, amount of uh, traffic that you guys are getting. Oh, yeah. So we, we also have, you know, high rod hotline and old rides. Uh, and those are, you know, two are sites that were started years ago by, uh, husband and wife out of Boise, Idaho, which was sold at the same time when racing junk was sold. So you get a different mix of people that will go there that maybe are not internet um savvy that much so they'll go to the older sites you know the first thing they think is i'm gonna go to racing junk because i don't need to buy any race car parts right. we still have muscle cars for you, <laughs> your cars are on there sure sure uh, you know collector car nation that's kind of a hidden deal because we use that as we call a dealer feed so we feed into there but everything you see on collector car nation you'll see on racing junk and old rights sure absolutely and and what's your feedback from uh from classic car dealers how's the market for everybody right now good the mark the market's strong you know i go to your place i go to street side classics i go to arm motors um i go to vanguard motors those are all my big accounts sure um some guys are a little bit low on stock they sold a lot um i don't think as many people sell as many cars as you do for a single location <laughs> i mentioned that before <laughs> Uh, but you know, you got the multiple sites, they're moving stuff. They got two, 300 cars in stock. Um, I think the market now is the guys still want to buy a car, but they don't want to go, you know, the high end restaurant mod car. They don't want to go 125, 150 unless they, you know, especially now with the market and everything, yeah. they're going to stick, they're going to stick to somewhere between that. Thirty-five to seventy-five thousand dollar car. Yeah, that's that's what we're saying. Funny that you should mention that. We were just discussing that uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, that the fact that the market has shifted a little bit, that we're selling the lower end cars are what seems to be selling right now. Because I think people are maybe being a little bit cautious. And hey, I get that. You know, listen. We never know. You, you don't know what's next. You know, is Ebola coming? You know, I mean, we don't right, know. Exactly. We don't know I what's know. next. And so you have to be smart with your money, and and that's okay. But people still want to have fun. And they still want to yep. buy a cool car and they still want to enjoy the hobby. And so the market continues to sell. It just, it's, it's funny how it fluctuates on pricing and overseas buyers and when the dollar's strong and the dollar's weak and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that, because we advertise just as heavily in Europe as we do in the U S, uh, and do a lot of business overseas because funny that you, that you can ship a car cheaper from here to England than you can from here to Oregon. <laughs> yes, that's that that blows. That's people's amazing. Mind. <laughs> I know it's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Of course, you don't want to be on that one ship that uh, that, no. that sank. And and you know, didn't we hear? Didn't somebody tell us on our other show that Steve that uh, there was another ship behind it, or there was another one that had trouble as well too, and it had some damage. And so you know, it's like, oh my god, that what a nightmare. You know, to to have a load of cars, even one car. You know, <laughs> one car. Because think about it, these guys from overseas buy a car from us, and literally, it might be months before they get their car i mean that that's got to be some patience to, <laughs> to well i had I, I had a 32 ford uh, that in uh, 2000 i think it was six or seven uh got invited to the 70th 70th anniversary of 32 ford in california yeah uh, he ran out the road to show went to the peterson's museum 
sold it to a guy in Australia. The guy saw it in a magazine. And he goes, are you Big Al? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm Big Al for Australia. I said, great. He goes, you are for sale? I said, sure. He goes, uh, I said, where do you live in Australia? He said, well, you Yanks uh, know of something called Nova Scotia. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, I'm the furthest point north before you fall into the water. And, and by the way, all the roads are gravel. Oh my and I God. said, you sure you want the car? And he said, yeah. yeah. So this is 2007 when the Australian dollar was strong. Right. right. Sent me, sent me the money the next day. Money cleared, whatever. Sent him a receipt. He said, drive the car for the next five months until the truck picks it up. Wow. <laughs> and I never heard back from the guy since 2007. Unbelievable. Is that not the car behind you, is it? No, that's the, it's the uh, purple and black one. It was the, yeah. uh, oh, yeah, black 32 with the purple flames. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. that. Yeah. How funny yeah. is that? You know, it's a weird world, isn't it? Sometimes we sold, I, I've, told, I've told this before. We sold a Mustang to a guy in, uh, like 2007 and we had the title in the car and his money and he went dormant. We never heard back from him. And three years later, he showed up at our place and my wife said, where have you been? <laughs> you bought this car three years ago. He said, I, well, I'd never told my wife. And so I finally, after three years, got the courage to tell my wife. So when we return, we'll talk about more interesting things with my buddy Al Liebman. And we'll be back with the Classic Automall podcast in just a couple of moments. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. A beautiful sunny day. It's been a rainy, you know, we've had a rainy whatever. Um, it's been like this. It's not summer. Did it turn summer this week? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Thank you, Al. It was, it, it's become summer. So, um, all of a sudden, but it's been a weird summer for us. It hasn't been very warm and we've had lots of rain. So how's your weather been down there? Good. It's been good. It's been hot. We're on a dry spell now. Um, yeah. usually it rains a lot in February. And- in March, March, it was gorgeous. Just right, right, right. Well, you're going to have to take up golf because the golfing is wonderful down there. <laughs> I know, I know. You know what it is? I, I sit, it's hard to tell, but I sit in my backyard and I watch the guys either drive the golf carts into the pond or how many, or how many balls end up in the water. Yeah. Sometimes they end up on my property. Yeah, well, you know, you just start collecting them and then you can sell them on, I know. E- sell them on eBay oh. for some of that retirement money. That's all you need. There's, right? there's, there's guys out there with scoops on the other side, scooping up. <laughs> You know, and I, I kind of watch out for the alligators. We got two or three alligators in here now. 
Yeah, you probably ought to watch out for that. That uh, that might be something to be careful. Of. And you know what to do if an alligator's chasing you, don't you? Know how to run, don't you? You got to go. Yeah. You got to go back and forth because they can't change direction. If you run in a straight, oh, that's right. You don't, yes, that if, you, straight. if you right. run in a straight line, those son of a bitches will catch you. <laughs> they are fast in a in a short burst straight line. So, but uh, you know, re- try to remember all that when you're getting chased by, by an alligator. So, uh, uh, so anyway, I wanted to talk to you. We we didn't really touch on it, but your your car in the background has got a pretty interesting story. You've owned that car for a while too, haven't you? I've had that car seven years. Um, that's a long time for you. Of, which is a long time for me. <laughs> My last car I had was 13 years, but in the interim, I've had a bunch of other cars. So I've had this car for seven years. Um, I always wanted a 32 five window, not chopped, not channeled, small block Chevy, maybe had some kind of history. Sure. So I ended up buying this online from a, uh, on Facebook marketplace from a guy in Oklahoma. I do the, I get the history of the car and it's an original Jersey car. Oh. And I lived in New Jersey when right. I had it. So I traced the car back to a father and son that bought the car in 59 in Orlando, Florida. He had the car from 59 to 2004. Wow. They took the flathead out, put a small block Ford in there, put a small block Chevy. That car has been to California two or three times. I got pictures in the desert. I got pictures at Bonneville. <laughs> um and then it was sold in 2004 to a gentleman from uh, Alabama. He had it from 2004 to 2014 or 15. Uh, and then I got it kind of right. did like a quick go back and forth. But it was kind of very funny about this. Um, buddy of mine, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy B has a magazine, online magazine called Gearhead Gazette. Right. Um, and he lives in Tennessee and he's talking with a friend of mine who I know in New Jersey who lived in Tennessee. And they're looking at phones, looking at their pictures on the phones. And they says, stop. What do you mean? Tell me about this red 32 with black fenders. He goes, oh, he goes, this picture was taken in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina in 1997. I go, what do you remember about this picture? Father and son come up to car show, 500 cars. At the end of the show, they get this big glass trophy with it. But why do you ask? He goes, well, that's big Al's car. So what's your chances of this guy knowing me, have a car that I bought. Then the car goes back to South Carolina. 75 miles away, uh, 26 years later. Wow. It is a small, it's a small world sometimes, but it gets even, it's even better. <laughs> so I'm finding out the second owner, he had a house in Asheville, North Carolina. So that kind of figured Asheville to Myrtle Beach or it's Asheville to, uh, Charleston, not right. too far right. right. I get a phone call from a guy, a gentleman about 80 years old and he goes, so you got, you own a ferry coop. I said, yeah. He goes, you know, uh, me and old man Ferry, I know this car 45 years. I've been all over the country with that car. He goes, I took that car. We took that car to York all over the place. Wow. So he started to give me the history of the car, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's an, it's a neat piece. It has a lot of, um, you know, and it says it's hard to tell, but you know, it has worn paint on it. Uh, people sure. ask me what color is it? I call it reddish because it's red and orange and, you know, painted and not orange yeah. from the, uh, the sun. Sure. Um, at one point, we think the thing had a tarp on the back, and it kind of like, um, tarp was hitting against it, and the kind of paint was all worn. But uh, it's a great driver. I mean, on a hot day, if it's a hundred degrees, ninety degrees, it runs. It runs two hundred all the time. Time. Wow. Wow. And just roll the windows down, right? And you get a little air going. What's What's neat? You know, you roll the front window. You roll the front window out. You roll the back window because that is the back window, and you roll right. the side windows down. 
And if you're going through a win, you better hold on because it's yeah. like a, a big <laughs> vortex. But it's it's it, it's a neat deal. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's uh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, that, that's the kind of car. I love cars that are driven and used like they're supposed to be. And so many cars are not driven and not used yeah. at all. And they're just, you know, I, listen, I get it. You collect cars and you want to put them away. But, uh, man, they're, they're supposed to be driven. And that's why, you know, the big Concord Elegances now all reward people for driving their cars in, 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 in the tour that they do the day before the show. And they don't ding them for a, a, a bug here or a, right. you know, a yep. speck of dirt or even a rock chip, you know, it just, it, it's, it happens as long as the car's restored, like it's supposed to be. I got into the, I got into the hot rod world by mis- kind of by mistake right. uh, back in 1985, when I was drag racing, working full time and drag racing full time with a bunch of funny car teams. We went, me and my wife went to McCunchy and she told me, you're going to get one of these cars, you know, a mu- right. muscle car, one of these cars one day. I said, it's never going to happen. I don't have any time. <laughs> well, my first street rod, was a 44 with a small block Ford in it, velour interior, you know, typical street rodish from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, that kind of put me over the top because where I lived in New Jersey, I had a neighbor that lived across the street from me, and he built a couple cars for George Barris. Okay. So, nope. So we did a Chrysler City Coupe, a 46 Chrysler City Coupe with an all-glass roof. We did a 36-gram four-door sedan, made it into a um, dual windshield car, kind of unique. Did yeah. a couple other things for George. I became close with George. Uh, at that point in 2000, I was taking pictures for Hot Rod Hotline. So I've taken probably since 2000 to now, 2000 to 2022, probably half a million pictures of car shows all over the country. So you have an, um, I, uh, an iPhone with 22 terabytes of storage, now, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I started with, a, I started with a one meg camera you know the screen the screen went over this big whatever so i you know i've gotten to the iphone no 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 regular camera no Um, exactly you know i go to grand national roadster show i go to detroit autorama i usually know when the grade eight are listed before even the grade eight know about it um i i have a key to get in at night to take pictures so i kind of got my hands in everything you know besides you know the radio show i mentioned we had you on you know a couple months ago yeah uh it's called in the pits media powered by racing junk we're on WRNN uh, radio station, so it's a, a real radio. St- I'm not going to say anything about podcast. Real radio station. Saturday. Between, Saturday <laughs> Don't be dissing my little podcast here. No, I tell you, it's great. But hold on, we're 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 going to be streaming soon on uh, TV. But that's nice. that's another thing. Nice. That's but, fantastic. Um, so we're on Saturday on WRNN from Myrtle Beach from 12 to 2, and we talk everything from hot rods, race cars, muscle cars, uh, you name it. All about that stuff. Stuff. Absolutely. And you know, I, I wanted to mention to you too, my bucket list, a couple of things are that I've never done is the Grand National Road, Roadster Show and the Detroit Autorama. So you and I are going to have to talk about this because oh yeah, I, I need to come be your shadow at a couple of these events like that because they're on my list and I'm not getting any younger, by the way. So oh no, no, you, you got to remember if you go to Detroit, you're going in the wintertime. Yeah, so it I, could I, be, it could be 60 degrees or it could be minus six degrees and, and a foot and a half of snow. No, I went to the Detroit Auto Show in 2004, and uh, yeah, it was a little bit chilly there. I left a Coca, yep. I left my my trademark Coca Cola in uh, in my car. About half of it I had had I left in the car, just you know, normal. I'd finished half of it and just left it, didn't think anything about it. Came back out, and it was completely all over <laughs> the, the car. Yes. Car, <laughs> yep. It yep. had expanded a little bit, but. 
I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed going up to, but to the Detroit Auto Show in its heyday in 2004. I, yes. I, I can't imagine yeah. it's exactly the same now, but uh, no. so, so the radio show is you and who else is on the show? It's, my, it's myself, uh, Mike Neff, um, Larry, Larry Donahue, who you, who you spoke to was on the yeah. show. We're going to, yeah. we're also going to talk to you about some other opportunities. Uh, sure. Artie Schilling, East Coast Artie, he's a pinstriper from back in, uh, New York, New Jersey, retired. Yeah, I'm not kind of retired. Moved down here. So, uh, again, we do it Saturday, 12 to 2. We tape it on Tuesday so we can yeah. go have fun on Saturdays. Sure. Uh, if I'm on a road, I call in from the road and we have, you know, NASCAR drivers call in, IMSA car drivers, hot rod guys call in, builders, trailer guys. We have people like you call in. Sure. We want our public, uh, again, because you can listen anywhere. You know, what's going on out there in the car world, you know? Sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I mean, the reason we started the Classic Automall podcast is to sell more cars and consign more cars at Classic Automall. That's a duh. That's a given. However, we're having a lot of fun doing this, you know, getting to talk to people like you and and people that I met last night and and people that we've had on the show in the past already, you know, and just in doing 42 episodes, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I look forward to it. I don't dread it. Now the day that I do dread it, then we're going to let Steve take over and he can start messing with it. No, it's, 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 it's fun again. You know, I, I enjoy going to the station on Saturday. I take a couple hours out of work, you know, two to four. Um, like I mentioned before, we're going to be streaming our, we're going to be streaming on wing ding TV. So if you guys get a chance to check out wing ding TV, right. you can get it on Roku. Um, you're going to see businesses like yourself on there. You're going to see race car shops. You're going to see hot rod shops. Wingding TV was started in Myrtle Beach by a gentleman named Jeff Gilder. It's, right. uh, he's a he's the kind of golf guy. Did a lot of stuff with uh, ESPN and, uh, and NBC Sports. So right. we're bringing them the next level because you got people they don't want to go to YouTube on their computer or the phone, whatever. But they stream. Well, I not sit home on a Saturday night and stream Classic Car Auto Mall right. episode number one from your couch. Yeah, exactly right. So, so yeah, we could talk. We could talk about that too, because we could take your podcast and stream them also. So sure, absolutely. So yeah, we love that. I mean, every opportunity we can get to put this out there, because what we're finding is is that way more people listen to us and watch us than we even had any idea. You know, we were idea. shocked. Yeah, we were thinking. Yep. We're we we're hoping one person was listening. <laughs> Please, just anybody. And it's the one person isn't Kathy either. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. Okay. All right. All she right. is. The one person listening, but you know, we what we've what we found is that I never listened to podcasts prior to doing this, and I just did it because I thought, you know, we have the space. It's kind of the next idea from a marketing standpoint, but surprisingly, well, we get people who say, "Oh, we watched your show, we listened to your show, and we've heard your show," and I think, wow, I'm really surprised at that. So, podcast and in, in the automotive world have seemed to become very, very popular. Yes, and uh, and much more people listening than I realize, and now I in turn listen to stuff as well too because you know I realize that wow, there's some cool stuff out there and i don't know everything <laughs> no, no so but anyway uh where are you headed next where am i headed next uh probably take a week off you know just do some normal work around you know for my normal calling customers stuff like that i'm heading to syracuse uh syracuse nationals which you know that show very well yeah we're gonna um, be there as you know i'm in, heavily involved in funny cars been doing that for years so i'm doing what we call nitro row so nitro row will be located outside and not too far from your trailer yeah, the the new exposition center, and I bring a group of anywhere between eight to fifteen nitro funny car dragsters in. Uh, we start them up all weekend long, uh, so that's a big event for me. Besides, that- you know, going to take pictures and you know that's a show right. they get 
8,000 cars, 75,000 yeah, people. And then that, another show that right. I go to that you guys also participate, Dead Man's Curve. Absolutely. So absolutely. That's, that's our big deal for, uh, 415 presents Nitro Road. There, I'm going to have 25 cars this year. Wow. And is that called a cackle fest when they start to? We don't like to use, we don't, we don't like to use because that's NHRA's trademark. So yes, it's, you call it a cackle, you call it a cackle fest. Um, you know, like I said, I've been around funny cars for over 50 years. Right. Uh, a lot of these, and I'm involved now with Rocky Prone and Drew Sweetman with the Frantic Fords and the yeah. uh, Super Camaro. So that keeps you busy. So we get these guys together sometimes, uh, a break from racing. We, we get them paid to come out and have a good time. Sure. Do you ever do anything up at Maple Grove here, which just was recently bought? Yeah. Bought by Kenny Korexty. Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is, which is great. They've already, you know, if you notice, they put new bathrooms in and they changed the sides. <laughs> yes. uh, Thank God. Maple Grove. Uh, I haven't been up there. And for a big show, you know, in a couple of years, but I spent a lot, I spent a lot of time funny car racing there in the seventies and eighties. Sure. Used to go swimming at the pool at that the big round pool. Yeah. It was amazing. Which is the world's largest. I don't even want to call it above ground or whatever. It's the world's largest pool of that particular size. Right, right. And then they had a bar and a restaurant there as well, yes, too. That yep, was a fun place to in. hang out. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Al, it's such a pleasure to talk with you as always. And, uh, we'll, uh, I know you'll show up and just, I love when you just show up here because you're always here and take a picture and positive and get me fired up if I'm having a bad day. So I uh, appreciate everything you do for us. Nah, and, uh, no look, problem. Yeah. Look forward to uh, seeing you down the road and let's talk some more about some of these things that we're, talk some more about no definitely and again i appreciate your friendship i appreciate the business um good luck in summer selling cars and um i'll see you soon how's that take care al we'll be back in about two minutes with classic auto malls podcast from the classic auto mall studios in morgantown pennsylvania see you in a minute since the 1960s jc taylor has been america's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars antique autos modified and custom vehicles our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades for more information or to receive a quote contact our expert team today by calling 888 antique or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr that's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor if you love classic cars you're gonna want to listen to the classic car show with tom cox and richard lentinello on america's web radio live every saturday at 9 a.m eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app you're listening to america's web radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com thank you for listening and we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studios. You know, Al's such a great guy. He's just always full of energy, and he's always one who remembers to take a picture. I'm the one who always forgets to take a picture. I'm standing next to somebody cool that I could get a picture with, and I forget. And last night, Kathy didn't let me. She, I have a picture that's my now my new favorite picture of me. Yes, uh, standing with my new Carol Shelby jacket on that I right. bought last night with Peter Brock, with Chuck Cantwell, Roy. Schoberg and Dick Vermeil and an unidentified guy, short guy with gray hair and a white jacket. Me check, check Facebook for that. We'll probably post that up. Yeah. We'll have to post that up. And uh, it was a fun night. And you know, one of the things that I didn't mention about Pete Brock is he had Brock racing enterprises, BRE in the late sixties and seventies, which raced 
510 Datsuns, which we've talked about oh, wow. how we love mm-hmm. those, and uh, 240Zs and mm-hmm. SCCA and Trans Am club racing and uh, and BRE racing. I forgot about that. You know, it's there's just so much information. There's just things come at you like nobody's business. So did you did you ask me? I, I wasn't sure. Did I haven't you? asked him what uh, <laughs> where did we sell cars to? sell cars to this week. Yeah, we missed that in our first segment. <clears throat> I, I got a little bit chatty here. <laughs> well, I got a lot to talk about. Kathy said I was like a kid in the candy store last well, night. So right. Uh, but anyway, thanks again to everybody down to Simeon, and, and we'll see you down there this afternoon. We're going down there. Are you going back? Too, and you won't be able to see it or hear it because it'll be last week. So, where did we sell cars to this week? I've got a frog in my throat. I yep. don't think I'm going to be able to. We sold cars to Lewes, Delaware, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, Aventura, Florida, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, Easton, Pennsylvania, Honeybrook, Pennsylvania, so far away, Westport, Connecticut, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Gardenia, California, Springfield, Missouri, my old stomping grounds, Argyle, Texas, Shadyside, Maryland, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, another Williamsport, North Attleboro, Massachusetts, Chula Vista, California, Dundalk, Maryland, Reseda, California, Ambia, Indiana, and Spokane Valley, Washington. So shout some, out, shout out to Honeybrook. They're really Honeybrook, uh, yeah. every week you got one. It going does out seem like we do yeah. have one day every week. So that's surprising. I didn't even think about that. Good, good call, Steve. Yeah, I just hear it all the time. It's the it's the closest community to us, really. <coughs> well, Elverson, Elverson, Honeybrook, Elverson, Honeybrook. Downtown's sell, pretty close too. We sell a few cars to uh, Elverson uh, as well too, in Reading area. We mm-hmm. sell quite a few cars up that way. Uh, a lot of cars in Chester County, yeah, uh, which is the next county over from us, mm-hmm. and Montgomery County, which is kind of a county and a half over. From us, sort of, <laughs> if you will, and about um, forty-five minutes from here. Yeah, about forty-five minutes, so not far from here. So, uh, yeah, we were talking. I don't know if we'd talked about this before, but I was just thinking about. I was looking at all the cars that we hear and all the barn finds that my partner has here, and you know, which of these cars would I want to restore? If mm-hmm. I could pick two or three of the cars to restore, which ones would it be? Wow. The one, the first one that comes to mind is the ninety-one Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Because it's the yeah. last year for the Grand Wagoneer. They only made 1,471, I think, of those. They're so cool looking. I'm disappointed that they didn't put wood on the new sides uh, of the new Grand Wagoneer. Right. Jeff D'Ambrosio was here last week, you know, uh, the dealer, yeah. and uh, he had one. He pulled in, and I said, do you get a lot of people want it? He said, there's actually an aftermarket company that's putting the wood on the sides. Makes so, sense. You know, yeah, of course it does. I mean, people are going to do that. It's like the fake convertible vinyl roofs right. back in the day. That is one to restore, though, because the old, old stuff, eh. Yeah. But that is that's that's a right for restoration, and then you, right. then you put a Hemi in it. Yeah, exactly. Like the one that uh, Dennis Collins, Dennis did. Collins did yep. a College Brothers Jeep, and that thing is bad to the bone. It is red. Yep. with that tan interior, it's just a good looking rig. Yep, and will go like stink. Yep, <laughs> just, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. What did. else? Um, there's a 19. My favorite car in the building. If I've never said this, this is maybe. Newsflash, 1912 Buick Model 26 Roadster. Okay. It's the one in that corner room where mm-hmm. I have the oldest cars in a row. Yep. This car is so cool from 1912. It runs like a dream. It's got brand new tires on it, but everything else is – you talk about patina. Mm-hmm. This is patina's – Grandfather, <laughs> patina's older, more patina hateful. on steroids. Yeah, on steroids. I mean, this is patina, patina, patina. Have to check it out. So, and it's one, and it's right there in the corner yep. room, and I see it almost every day, and I think, boy, that would be one to restore. And then I also think that it'd be one to just do nothing to mm-hmm. and drive it like Al does his thirty, you know, Ford. Yeah, and uh, and so or thirty two Ford, I guess it is. Uh, and I think that uh, you know you're conflicted on things like that. And then the last one is the thirty five Cadillac Series three fifty five. 
convertible that we have is really, it's like a navy blue with a white top mm-hmm. and, uh, really just a special car and, and one that probably more than any of them deserves to be restored of the older ones that we have. Yeah, I agree. That um, is, that's a special design. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's got a great look to it. And you don't see a whole lot of them out there. It's not like you, everywhere you turn the corner, there's another one of those. Like you can see with even cars that are even rarer than that, like Duesenbergs. You seem to see them everywhere when you're at a Concorde Elegance or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-war Packards and big V12 and V16s and all that and seem to be more prevalent than some of the things you see, like these uh, that I'm just talking about. And, you know, we were um, um, talking about names and, and of cars and, and all that. Uh, and I just saw that Buick is reviving the Electra name. For, are they? Uh, duh. Electric, electric car. Like the lightning. Like the lightning. Yeah. Which that makes sense because lightning is power and energy and touch. Yep. Yeah, the electro name. And it's a cool looking car. And listen, we've I keep saying this, but mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to electric cars. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of them. Uh, my I told you my the partner's grandson just bought an F one fifty lightning and it's pretty cool. And and I think Dave Kenny was just writing the other day, or maybe yesterday, about an F one fifty lightning, about how really cool it was. And and he had bought an electric car some time back and people were worried about the battery life mm-hmm. in an electric car. And he said, the batteries outlive the car. Hmm. I mean, the right. fact the car was worn out before the batteries right, went right, away. Right. So, I mean, I think about some of the golf carts we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the batteries are probably 20 years old in there. And they still and they zip around. Zip around. Uh, My know. dream is to get an electrical electric vehicle now and put a rolling coal sticker on the back of it because after all, 60% of electric energy comes from coal. coal yeah. And it would be such cool. And rolling coal is a big diesel, you know, right, the right. big diesel <laughs> truck, lifted truck crowd. Yeah. To put that on an electric vehicle would I be think, absolutely epic. I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to uh, stick your <laughs> neck out there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, we were, I was reading an article, um, yesterday from Haggerty about, uh, five pieces of, uh, or pieces of modern technology that improve old car ownership. And, Improve old car, car ownership. ownership. Old, so not old pieces, person. No pieces old. of modern technology okay. to improve old car ownership. Got it. And the first one is the most interesting one. And I wouldn't have even thought of this one. The internet. Hmm. Cause getting parts and, yeah. and learning about how to fix a problem sure. or think of all the things that you can do that you didn't used to do. You know, I, I, I was talking to friends of mine back in the eighties had uh, classic car dealerships or classic car museums and they got out of the business. And the reason they got out of the business is because new car dealers were driving them crazy, mm-hmm. calling them every day. What's the 32 Ford worth? What's uh, how do you fix a carburetor on this? And how do you, wow. what's with a Packard? And they didn't know anything about these cars. Right. And so therefore they would call. And he finally, he said he got to the point. He couldn't even do business because mm-hmm. people were just calling him all day, every day asking questions, you know, like he was the encyclopedia of old cars and a lot of the old car Classic car dealers from back. I mean, think about it. Back in the seventies and eighties, these weren't some of these weren't old cars. Right. Yet. They were new cars. Right. And so these guys were, you know, getting hounded with these questions huh. about how to fix it, where to get parts. And, you know, then became the swap meets and all that. And you, you had an outlet to go and get parts and find parts and talk to fellow gearheads, mm-hmm. uh, Carlisle and Hershey and Iola over in Wisconsin and all the different ones that you see. And then of course along comes the old internet and. 
man, oh, man, oh, man. It just changed everything. It, it did. And then the forums, you know, in the clubs yeah. that you can communicate with people. And the have... stuff that you can find out mm-hmm. and, and information that, and, and if you're, if you're like me, you, you know, you can weed out the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you can weed out the stuff that, you know, the guy is just disgruntled or, right, you know, right. just trying to mess with you or whatever, because not everything you read, hello. On the internet is true. You know? <laughs> is, that, is that right? I think that's correct. I think not everything you read is true. Well, thank goodness there's fact checkers now because <laughs> after all. But they only seem to fact check one thing. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway, I digress. So, but anyway, <clears throat> but the internet, modern technology to improve old car ownership and digital music. Because it's nice to be able to have like an iPhone or something. You don't have to tear up the dash of your 60 Buick Electra or your 57 Chevy, but you can have, you know, audio file quality on your phone Mm -hmm. with headphones or whatever you want to do. I guess it's not. Well, the aux cord, right? Ethan's a big aux cord. We don't, we never listen to the radio. It's just plug into the radio and then you you pick, pick, pick what, pick what music you want. Nice. (laughs) But wait a minute. Now here's the thing. Remember the old days when they had like a, a cassette? deck with a uh, cord attached right, to it and right. you plug that I in yep. and then they had with cds were kind of the same way except cds spin so i'm not quite sure how right. that how the spinning didn't yeah. wrap it up like spaghetti or i something. remember the cassette but, one for especially the, yep. yeah you pop it into your thing and i, I uh, have one i'll bring it in next year. <laughs> well, I, really i could care less <laughs> i don't want to see it's it, archival but, <laughs> yes, it, it should go be in a museum yeah <laughs> Well, like the Henry Ford Museum, they have the history of car seats. Uh-huh. And it's a fascinating little display. And then, yeah. you know, the first ones are just like a tether. You know? Really? <laughs> a kid goes, oh, yeah, I don't even want to think of the consequences of that. I mean, think of the consequences <laughs> right. of me riding in the back, you know, window package tray of our 60 or 68 Pontiac Catalina going to Florida. And I'm up there in the back oh, read, yeah. reading a book oh, or yeah. looking at cars and barns same, and, same. and whatever else. Exactly. And God, can you imagine if they had to hit the brakes? Unbelievable. That <laughs> would be a projection tile right out through the window it's what we did yeah and survived thank <laughs> Somehow god else we survived and don't know how but uh but uh you know it's it, it it's like anything um safety has improved whether it's when in passenger cars and sports cars and race cars i mean all of that i mean used to be in the racing days back in the day when we were talking you know peter brock and those guys people were dying you know once a every couple of weeks you'd read of race car driver mm-hmm. passing away and yeah. then you know the death toll for for regular cars was so much higher because you didn't have anti-lock brakes and you didn't have uh, uh airbags and you didn't have all the same traction and blah 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 and all this stuff and you know the stuff is wonderful today. If you're driving along and you start to change lanes and somebody's beside you, it beeps at you. The problem is when you get in a car that doesn't have that and you've been in a car that <laughs> right, did have right, it. Right. And all of a sudden and nobody's warning you. We're in a transitional phase now <laughs> yes, where there's we some leftover. Yeah. And- yeah. And then just driving the old cars in general. So, uh, yeah. but you know, the newer cars are much more, you know, efficient, obviously. And who knows where it's going to be in 20 years? It's going to be. Amazing. We don't know. Yeah, like- I, re- I read a report that said that tires pollute more than tailpipes now. I, I, I can think about that. that because of the the, sure. the 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 marble stuff that comes off the tires yeah. and the wear of that and the chemicals and all that. Mm-hmm. So who'd have thunk? You know, I, I mean, I, you can start a car in our building, and if it's an older car, you know it. <laughs> but if it's a newer car, yeah, you can't even smell it. Right? I mean, there is no smell whatsoever. We've come a long so way. We have come a long way. So in emissions and all that. So let's hope that uh, that will keep our beloved combustion engines going on and on and on. Again, we're not against electric cars. Right. 
there, there's a spot for them. There's a place for them. It's just not in my garage for what I do because I drive for pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, really appreciate you listening and, uh, we'll be back next week and hopefully we'll have another interesting guest on and, uh, we're getting closer and closer to some other big events coming up. We've got the Camaro Nationals coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, so if you get a chance, come check that out. There's going to be – they said they've already got over 450 oh Camaros registered. Wow. So it's going to be a big deal. That's so uh, we're excited about that. But anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. The Classic Auto Mall Podcast from Morgantown, Pennsylvania. See you then. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.